Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's cracking, y'all? PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy in the building. I know the vibes already. Watch what's good, my G. What's good, my G? You already know, man. Let's get into these hip hop topics, man. Um, first topic I wanted to tackle, man. I saw a lot of people obviously watching you and I've seen, let's be real, man. 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. That's an understatement. That's not breaking news. Obviously, we losing Pop Smoke, KJ Baller, um, Juice World, um, name it, man. There's a lot of brothers. We Fred the Godson, I said already. Andre Harrell, uh, Little Richard, um, Pop Smoke, it's, 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 it's I went MO3, King Vaughn, but obviously we're talking about King Vaughn right now. And we know the young Chicago rapper who, let's be real, man, we, we both rocked out to little King Vaughn. We respect what he did for the young boys. Um, but there's new breaking news, Watson, in the sense of this footage that was recently released a couple weeks ago, King Vaughn and Quando Rondo, when they got into the um, obviously shooting shooting at each other and everything like that at the Atlanta, um, what was that, a, a club or a lounge, wherever they was at and everything. And we lost King Vaughn. And I, and I hate to say this, I felt King Vaughn was a tad bit extra aggressive. And I don't want to say that's the main reason he passed away, Watts, but I got to be real, when I watch that footage and see King Vaughn coming out the vehicle, and rushing Quando Rondo, then Quando Rondo's man's letting off, and then Quando's man, Quando Rondo's man getting shot and everything. Now we have Quando Rondo dropping a song called "End of Story," where Watsi's basically telling his story of exactly what happened. Um, what do you feel about this? Do you have mixed emotions? How do you feel about this? Him telling his story and what he has to say. Was he poking at the dead? Um, what's your take on the song? I don't like the song. I don't mm. think it's a good hip hop song. I think the whole mm. situation is a horrible situation for hip hop. So I don't like anything about any of this. Um, making this mm. response to sound like a modern hip hop song, uh, you know, I just, I just don't get it. You want to tell your side of the story, but you, you, you're singing, you're auto tuning, uh, you're barely rapping to describe exactly what you're saying. I guess that's the new way of how people respond or rap for the young generation. So mm-hmm. me personally, I didn't, I didn't like it. Now, is this a diss song or was he basically pointing out how far he forced himself into the position of, you know, of where, obviously, let's be honest here, if, if, if Juan Lorano's man is 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 the one that let up the shots at Vaughn, is he is he doing the right thing by protecting his man? Is that his job to do? I get so confused when with these young boys and shit because 
at one end, like I said, Vaughn was aggressive, but like, and you and I spoke about this off air and something you said to me that was very interesting. You were saying, well, damn, does it have to get to the guns? No, it doesn't, but let's be real, Watts, are these young boys taking it to the fist? And however, me and you go outside, we scrap and keep it moving. Now they're letting off shots and everything, uh, mocking the dead, the dead and everything like that. I didn't like when he said, go pick up your mans and everything, go pick your mans up. I particularly did not like that line when he did that. I know he said we're trying to get home and everything, but, you know, what do you think he's trying to get out of this song, though? Is it like a troll song, or what are we doing? I this, uh, To be honest, I don't know, because I, I got nothing from the song. I don't even feel like I got clarity from the song, because right. there was too much going on in the song. There was too much. You're singing, you're harmonizing, you're auto-tuning, and you're rapping. I mean, I know that's the sound of today. That is how today's mm-hmm. rappers rap, more popular with the youth. But to me, it just did not resonate. I don't feel it was descriptive or introspective, even though that's what he clearly was trying to do. Well, yeah, man, it's kind of like, uh, it's called end of story. I saw a lot of the young boys asking us, yo, can you give us your thoughts on Quando Rondo's song? And my thoughts is like, I, I think it's tasteless. I don't like, and and I had watching you saying that it's auto tune and everything like, but that's what Quando Rondo does. Now, would it have been better if he left that aspect of a song like this, especially with the severity and exactly what happened with him and King Vaughn? Would you have preferred him just kept it rapping without the auto tune? Is that what you're saying? Listen, I'm not I'm I'm not someone who's into Quando Rondo's music, so I really can't. Right. I really don't know enough about him to even talk about what kind of music he does. I just know that this is a song where he's giving his side of the story, and to me, it just wasn't a good song. Man, R.I.P. King Vaughn, man. It's just a, uh, I hope no one, you know, I know people hear this song, and Chicago guys hear this song, and they just be like, yo, you trying to, you know, mock the death again, and these what these young boys do. They're not smoking on dead man. They're not, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just wild, man. It's wild, man. Um, let's go ahead and watch Royce the five nine. That's the homie right there. Obviously, uh, recently on Instagram with a Fredro star Van Latham, I believe that's his name. And another gentleman, uh, we're talking hip hop, obviously. And for whatever reason, Royce the five nine theme came up and let's say Fredro was poking a little bit at the allegory, um, title of the song that Royce the five nine had for his album. Um, he tried to box in Royce the Five Nine as a backpacker, nerd rapper, and everything like that. And obviously, Royce the Five Nine, you and I both know, he was not going to um, let Royce get, I mean, Fredro get those bars off without responding and everything like that. Uh, what do you feel about Fredro? Obviously, we've done an Onyx appreciation, so you and I can't speak about Fredro's star. Talk to me, though. I'm really. Um... I'm really disappointed. I'm, I was really disappointed in Fred Joe Star. Oh, I was really disappointed in Fred Joe Star saying that. Um, first of all, dissing backpack rap literally makes no sense. All it is is people who, the, the stereotype is dudes who have rhymes in their backpack and they're going out to cipher and battle or rap. Like, literally, that's what. Like quote unquote backpack rapper supposedly is, 
Um, I thought not only was it ignorant, I thought he played himself. I was very disappointed, and he used the word nerd backpack rapper. I liked the way Royce responded because Royce said, you know, I'm not triggered by that. You know, but he was triggered because he made an IG video to respond. He made a video response because he felt it had to be responded to because he was described that way. But it was a wrong description. You know, Voice to Five Nine is not a nerd backpack rapper. He never, ever was. And it just highlights something me and you talk about all the time. Just because someone is a rapper, that doesn't mean they know a, a lot about other hip-hop artists. It's obvious. I always say that. It's I live by obvious. that code. It's obvious Fred Joe Starr has no idea who Royce the Five Nine is, or he was trying to be funny. And see, you can't be funny like that to me. I can't have a conversation with somebody in hip-hop, especially somebody legendary like Onyx, and he could say something like that. Because I would immediately say, sorry, Van Lathan, you couldn't say this because you don't know what to say. But I would easily say, hold up. Are we talking about Royce the Five Nine? So you think Boom with DJ Premier is a backpack song? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Did you not watch him on the Beef DVDs produced by Quincy Jones' son, QD3, where he was mm-hmm. going back and forth, D12, Word. and how vicious exactly. and raw those songs was? What was nerdy and backpack about that? That's what I would want to know. I don't, I don't, I just think Royce is from Detroit, man. He's from Detroit, man. Let's be clear on that right quick, man. I don't get this backpack thing. And while we boxing, and, and here's another thing. Even as black people, why are we doing that if a brother's um, vocabulary might be extended, extensive, and he doesn't have to use slang in every third bar or third line in his vocabulary? We box him in as being a nerd. Like, why do we do that? Imagine being gifted with. Imagine being gifted with lyricism, and you're being dissed because you're gifted. You know, you're old enough, Fred Joe Star. So let me talk to you. You remember Tila Rock in 84 when he came out with the song, It's Yours. It was all Classic. big words, commentating, illustrating. Like he was saying a lot of big words. So wait a minute. You consider big words, backpack, uh, you consider yeah, that nerd that's, rap. I'm not jacking, man. man. I'm not let me jacking, tell you something man. right now, Fred Star. You would have hated a song by Kara's called You Must Learn. You would have Must hated learn, that facts. song. Another song by Terrence One, you would have absolutely hated. You would have hated Black Man in Effect by Terrence One. That was a dope song. Another song. But hold on. Hey, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Before you go, here's my problem. Fredro act like he doesn't come from that cloth or that era of hip hop where dudes are making songs like that. That's what throws me off. You know what I'm saying? Fredro got to be 40 years old. I mean, he's DJing from 1993 when Onyx dropped Slam. So to him coming off like he doesn't, like, it just sounded real weird to me and everything. I know you're making jokes and everything, Fredro. It just sounded weird to me, fam. I'm not going to hold you, man. It to really, me that's, really but to me, that's not a funny out. joke. It's not, it's you know not I mean? a funny joke because it's not true. And it doesn't make any sense. He uses big words or he's a backpack rapper. What exactly does that mean? Because Kanye West damn sure was running around with a backpack. And running around doing backpack production. 
You know what I'm saying? And everybody we wanted everybody in the industry wanted to work with him. So what exactly are you saying, Fred Dostal? Fred Dostal, you played yourself. And who and, and you played yourself and you can never get that off of me talking that nonsense. Yeah, he sounded real retarded saying that though. I don't I don't I, I didn't get it, man. I didn't get it at all. Frederick, you had a song called What If or What where you was doing like what Jada did with Why and What If and you kinda went in some introspective back. So it's kinda crazy that you would go and I don't know, it was just weird, man. It was weird. You know what I mean? It was real weird. Um Dwight, I wanna go ahead with you, man. I'm gonna give you two groups, right? Two guys or four people. And, 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 and I'm going to ask you what's your take on these individuals. Raekwon and Ghostface versus Jaden Styles, sir. I don't want to say who's better. I don't want to go who's better at talk or nothing like that. But maybe I could ask you, and it's a crazy question to ask you, what meant more to you? Because it's kind of like you can't lose, or it's not a, it's not a bad decision on what you pick. But Ray and Ghost and Jaden Styles, man, what are we doing here? You and I were talking about this off the air. There's no wrong answer to this question because these are two great, these are four great MCs. But here's here's what I think of when I think of these four MCs. Chemistry. They have absolute great chemistry together. Now, when I say that, for example, Source Money and Jay-Z used to do songs together early. Did you feel that they had the chemistry of a Ray and Ghost or Jaden Styles? Or, for example, Smith and Wesson had great chemistry. They used Very to go much back so. and forth. So is Smith and Wesson part of this great chemistry that duos have? Or Run DMC one, and Smith and Wesson, Red yes. And Meth, yes. Red Very much so. and Meth and Man have great mm. chemistry. They came out with, mm-hmm. I mean, they they have great songs. They have what I consider yes. a great album in the organic. So Very organic. There are MCs who, yeah, who have organic chemistry that works. Now, what what a preference would be is because Ray and Ghost have an absolute masterpiece of an album, of course, yes. the links, mm-hmm. I think people would gravitate that Ray and Ghost would would sound like they're the best at it, but Styles and Jada have always had great chemistry for twenty five years. Yeah. So it's and, and, and I said, and I've said this to you numerous answer. times. I feel they get more credit more some more more than Run DMC, more than Smith or Wesson, more than Ray and Ghost, more than Sue Hustler and Trigger the Gambler. Like they get more love with the back and forth more than everybody else. They're supposed to get, but Do I will say this: they should get more love than Smooth and Huffman and Trigger the Gamble, only because they just put out more work. They got yeah. 25 mm-hmm. years of work, so I'm I'm gonna give them. I'm definitely gonna give them that. But see, that's why. So here's another reason why Ray Canero uh, and, uh, and and Mr. Raspy could also get a lot of love because they just have 25 years of doing this. Even though the lot yeah. don't have a lot of albums. Every year you got songs with Jay. crazy Jackson. to me. They, they and when it comes to back and forth, man, if we were to do a Hall of Fame back and forth, hip-hop songs, like a top 25 back and forth, Jaden Style got about a, several that would be in the top 10. I got Smith and Wesson also, though, with The Shining, though. There's a lot of joints on The Shining. Absolutely. 
that's just greatness. A- Four and a half, five mic songs. You know what I mean? And Red MF also, which you highlighted, from Blackout 1, from How High. Like, my nigga, let's be real. Me and you was outside when How High dropped. How big was How High, my nigga? Like, big. It was, it was like, a big, big, big song. So, so How High was the song where you have two great MCs and their absolute prime come together for the um, the show soundtrack, and it was a big hit song. And that's tell why... Tell me, when tell I me, tell me. What do we feel about the show soundtrack before Sidebar? What do we feel about the show, the show soundtrack? I, 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 I really enjoyed the show soundtrack. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the song I love the woman who put it together, a woman by the name of Drew Dixon. She put the show Fact, soundtrack yeah. together. That's the woman Fact. who made the the Method Man Mary song come to light. Mm. She, she's the one who made that remix work. And she's also did the, uh, she put, she actually put the soundtrack together. Every artist, she got all that. So mm-hmm. that, that was, that was dope. So I really, really liked the show soundtrack. But in terms of back and forth MCs, the reason why Rain Ghost are always going to have an edge over everybody else is because they have the classic of all classics album. They have the mm-hmm. purple tape. Shout out to Nas because mm-hmm. Nas made the purple tape a word. Nas made it a word. When I got them, so you say, so you're saying, what? You, so what are you saying? Or at the end of the day, you're saying Rain Ghost? Over Jaden Styles? No, at the end of the damn thing, uh, at the end of the day, there is nobody over. There's no wrong answer. All right. of them have great chemistry, right. and like, like I'm not, I can't put them over Red and Meth. Red and Meth came out the blackout, and they came out the rock ball, and that was phenomenal chemistry. They are MCs, and listen, let me hold up. Nas and AZ have phenomenal chemistry. Nas and Nature yeah. have phenomenal yeah. chemistry. But there's a lot of MCs Nori and Nori, that can go back to Nori and Nature. Nori and Nature to me, they could have had a dope album. I thought. They have chemistry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have chemistry. So, you know, the the reason why people might edge, try to say, I prefer Rain mm-hmm. Ghost is only because Rain Ghost is the purple tape. Like I said, you guys was not calling it the purple tape until Nas said it. And here's another thing. Mm-hmm. You had to be getting cassettes. A lot of you guys were not getting cassettes at the time. Y'all nope. were whole hardcore CD buyers, not me. I gotta go on cassette. <laughs> yeah, facts. First love is cassettes. That's a fact. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you at all. But there's a lot of who's a, who's other people that have good chemistry, man. That I wish I wish they'd drop. Um, I think Nas and AZ are really at the top. I think a lot of people want a Nas AZ collaboration. You know what I mean? They were I'm really one of big them. I, I believe on that. I believe in a Nas AZ album would have been would have done wonders for AZ's career because you would have seen that AZ could rap with Nas on every song. Like, stuff like that, sometimes people have to hear what to see. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. 2011, when Royce the 5'9 came out with that album with Eminem, everybody finally understood. Everybody understood, wow, like, Lyrically, Eminem does nothing better than Royce. Royce raps bar for bar with him. And I, you know what I used to tell everybody? I said, he's, I said Royce the Five Nine has always been as nice as Eminem. Get Eminem's first album. 
Why don't you listen to scary movie? Like, when has he not mm-hmm. been as nice? But once they heard that full album of them, people understood. Like, no one could say, yo, you heard that album? Yo, yo, voice got washed. Yeah. Everybody did him on every song. That, there's no way you could say that. No yeah, but I don't think Royce way. is getting love. I don't think Royce is getting love like that when niggas were going when niggas were saying he's going bar for bar with Eminem on Slim Shady LP. I don't think niggas were saying that loud. loud. No, he wasn't. He, no, no, saying? he wasn't. But it took that for people to really understand how ill an MC he was. Me and you knew. Mm. We definitely yeah. the bar exams was like definitely, woo. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, I believe if AZ had the opportunity, if him and Nas did an album together, you would hear it. Because AZ can rap ball yeah. ball with Nas. He can. So can nature. So can nature. You know how I feel about that. And I've always said Beanie Siegel. I've always said I always wanted a Jay-Z Beanie Siegel album over um, Jay-Z and Kanye. One day we're going to revisit that Winter Throne album. And y'all and, are going to be say this. shit I got to say about that project. For real. And let me say this. Beans differently. Beans would be looked at very differently if people got the opportunity to hear him on twelve straight joints with, with Hove. Hove. Like they would hear, you know, because every time he rapped with Hove, he was right there with Listen, Hove. Every single time. I gotta be real. Jay for me might be O and three in collaboration albums. If I go back to R. Kelly, Best of Both Worlds, if I go to Kanye West, I wasn't, listen, the culture love Watch Your Throne. I wasn't big on Watch Your Throne like that. If memory serves me right, this is like a three and a half mic project album to me. I wasn't crazy over that. And Jay-Z and Jay Electronica, that's not going to make my top ten list into, at, at, at next month. Watch. I'm letting it be known right now, Jay-Z and Jay Electronica is not going to be in my top ten. And I'm kind of upset that I don't have that. I'm not, I haven't played that album like I thought I would be playing that album. You get what I'm saying? And then Jay Electronica also dropped a project that you and I did with you, but you spoke about it off air. You and I spoke about it. We didn't really care about that project. It didn't really sound that dope. And I'm kind of mad that Jay Electronica dropped two projects. Think about this, watch. Jay Electronica drops two projects in one year, and you and I are not really crazy about it. That's crazy. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a big Jay Electronica fan, so maybe that's why I look at it like, you know what I mean? I was a big Jay Electronica I strongly agree with you. I strongly agree with you and what you're saying. I have a, I have a question that I that I need to ask you. What? Right. How do we look at how do we look at Eve's? career or Eve's run in hip-hop. Wow. I think you and I have highlighted this before um, on the show. Listen, man, Eve's dogs, I thought Eve got the, some of the best Swiss beats production-wise from Swizzy. And, like, her first album is like a four-mic project, very introspective songs on it. Eve could rap. And Eve was in a group with the Rough Riders when she was the only female in that group, and she's rapping with Jada, Styles, DMX, Dragon, and these niggas. Eve, yo, Eve was official, B. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't think Eve gets a lot of love as she should. People go Little Kim and Foxy, and that's as you should, right? Light, of course. 
but he was yo, he was selling records and making dope music. Watch that I built for the ladies. I, 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 I love is blind. So, love is blind is one of the illest songs in to me. In her, like I love love is blind. I love that song by E. From a from a woman's perspective, introspection, pain, very dope. Dope. Um, I thought I thought uh, Eve Eve's run was very impactful for me. I mean, it, it had a strong impact, and a lot of times I see her just, you know, after she did her run, right? She immediately did a television show, and then yes. she got married to like a billionaire. So people sort of like mm-hmm. don't want to give her her flowers, but man, oh man. Eve was going bar for bar. Think about this. Eve was going bar for bar with Rough Riders in their prime. Yeah. DMX in his yeah. prime. Styles P in his prime. Like, you remember the scenario 2000? EVE. I love that. My dog believes in me. Let me tell you something. Yep. To this day, to this day, one of my men at work talked to a girl named Eve, right? That was his girl. Mm. Every time I saw him, that's how we referred to her. Eve, my dogs believe. Eve, like, Eve. <laughs> I, she impacted me. Her song with Beanie Siegel when she was on the hook. Remember them days? Fire! I love song. that joint. That's one I of my favorite joint. songs off of Fam. Uh, Beans. Fam. The truth. How many times I've told you, watch that I like her Scorpion album over Drake's Scorpion album, and I ain't saying that to. I mean that genuinely. I let's, genuinely mean let, that. Let's let's be clear. She has a song. She has a song. Let's, let me just go a quick. Take on that Scorpion. Dope, man. That song, Philly, Philly, with her and Beanie Siegel, is an oh, anthem to me. To me, that was an anthem. Philly, Philly. To me. Philly's where I'm from. That joint was fire. Fire. Anthem. I thought they were both going to beat, and I thought it got busy on there. I already told you about how I felt about Scenario 2000 with the and, Can we say this? Can we say this? After, after Little Kim, Foxy, and Lauren... It ushers Eve. Did not Eve have a strong voice for the ladies? Over or after Foxy and Kim had a strong run? I thought Eve came in the game during Foxy and Kim's run and became, became more successful. Yes. Because that's she when did. she came into the game. She came in in 99, 2000, while Kim mm-hmm. and Foxy still Kim and Foxy. Yeah. And I thought she mm-hmm. made a lane for herself and shine. And she was with an ill team. Like, was, that song she got with Dragon, Less. Oh, that, that, oh, the drone with Dragon? Nigga, that shit is fire. Yeah, let's what? talk about who? Dog. Yo, she it, Yo, East verse is fire. 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 Like, real fire. I rock. I'm glad you brought Eve's name up on the show, son. I rock with Eve, man. I don't think she And listen, her and Rod Digger, I think. Don't get a rock digger. I, I think rock digger doesn't get enough props. That's just me though. You know how much I love digger, man. Love digger, love Jean Grey. Like those sisters right there mean a lot to me, man. Bahamadia, of course, man. Like a lot of these ladies, you and I talk about rage intro on doggy style, like boss, yo yo, me and X. You know what I'm saying, son? It's been like you know, I always have a special place in my heart for women of hip hop, man. And I would never ever change. I just can't. Uh, from Salt, Salt and Pepper, Light, Latifah, Moni Love, Vanessa Sinquist. Like, I love those sisters, man. Love those sisters, man. But Eve, to me, I don't know. Where do we rank Eve in female contention of all time? I'm, she's definitely top ten of all time in females. 
She's definitely top ten. Listen, first of all, Eve is one of the most successful female artists of all time. Of all Press time. Press the funny joints and shit. And she was right. And um, I'm going to say her run. I mean, come on. She, she got a song with Styles P. That's what it is. Man, that song produced by Dr. Dre. Yeah. Fire. Mm. Oh, by the way, remember when Dre had her on his label and he didn't know what to do with her? Dre remember and that? Buster. Nobody want to talk about that. Hold on. To Nobody want to be fair about you. No, we spoke on a whole lot of time about My nigga, we've, we've said Dre had a couple people. He had Joel Ortiz, Rakim, Buster, and those, they didn't really, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't Eminem and, 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 and 50 Cent that far. He, he had you know? Eve. Did not know what to do with her. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, another, another, thing I, another thing I want to ask you about. There's an MC from the 90s that I feel does not get his flowers as a five-mic lyricist. And I don't I know, know exactly if it's because of the era he was in. Is it because the era he was in or people have just forgotten because the producer he worked with. I'm all producing. Who am I talking school. about? You threw me off. I thought he was going to March, but my bad. Continue. I don't know why I thought he was going to Why would you finish? I'm talking about CL Smooth. Mmm. Mmm. A guy who that was ahead of his time. Yeah, that guy, CL Smooth. Yeah. Corey? Yeah. What is it about CL Smooth 3 that you felt resonated with you as an MC? I felt CL Smooth was a guy ahead of his time. I thought with the help of P Rock on production was just phenomenal. Obviously, we could sit here and listen. At some time, we are going to have to revisit Mecca and the Soul Brother. Now, obviously, they had to all sold out with the creator and everything like that, which we like. But Mecca and the Soul Brother is a five mic classic. You and I have talked about collaborations all the time on the show, um, Headbanger, Scenario, uh, Self-Destruction, and Triumph, Protect Your Neck, and go on and on and on, right? There's some songs on the base, on uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, man. The Basement and Skins, those two collaborations do not get talked enough. We can sit there and talk about Reminisce Over You. We can also talk about Straighten It Out. I like to talk about Ghettos of the Mind. I can talk about Soul Brother Number One, like those songs. Yeah, I know, you know yo, those songs meant everything to me. Let me tell you, when you say "Ghettos of the Mind," that is "Ghettos of the Mind." Dive. Love that is game. a true deep dive into the greatness of the album. Oh, that's Another thing, do, though, that's what we do, though. Hold on, I know, I know, but you know, know who's it's gonna easy, really? For us. It's easy for us to go straighten it out and reminisce over you. It's easy to do that, no, bro. No, 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 no. I know that. I know that. Listen, you, you, when you said Soul Brother number one, you know that was my joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, here's what's crazy yeah. about this album. Yeah, you, know how we, you know how you always ask me, right? And you say, yo, do you think MCs should just get with one producer and come over the whole album? So, you know, you had Hit Boy produce the whole Benny album, the whole. And I always said, this has never been new to hip hop where there's been one producer right. and one MC. It, like so it to me right. it was never a big deal. You know what album really highlights that? Making a Soul Brother, produced entirely by P Rock with one MC named C L Smooth. And now here's me jumping out the window. Uh King's Disease ain't better than Making a Soul Brother, y'all. 
Go ahead, call me. You old man, because not with 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 Hit Boy is not a better produced album, and the rhyming ain't better. I'm saying it. C.L. Smooth rhyming on Making a Soul Brother is better than the lyricism and rhyming of Nas on King's Disease. Challenge right. that. Let me go oh, here. Can't let, me, let me go here. Let me go here. Can we say C.L. Smooth was the MVP of 92? Yes, you can. Now, here's what's crazy about saying that. Everybody was outside in 92. So we didn't do a 92 appreciation. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Yeah. We did not do a 92 appreciation. Now here's where now here's where the controversy comes. Because we didn't do a 92 appreciation, there's so many great MCs that came out in 92. For example, Redman dropped in 92. Grand Uber dropped in 92. Common Dog, dropped. Can I borrow stay right stay right in 92? There. Stay right there. Can we stay right there with that name you just said? <sighs> Dog, I can make an argument for Grand Pooba also, though. I'm just going to say that. I could make a strong case for Grand Pooba in '92, son. I can't, but even though I would so pick making a so, soul so brother over. Hold on, why. I would pick making a soul brother over real the real album though. I would, and that's why, and that's why uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, making yeah. a soul brother. Um, listen, uh, listen. Let, let me just say this. Coogee Rap also dropped Live and Let Die yes. on the run. Yes, yes. Ill, uh, yes. Street, streets in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm telling you, 1992 had some Gangstar. great, great, Gangstar, great, nigga. I mean, me and Rakim dropped Don't, Don't Sweat the Technique in 92. Yeah, that's the last, that's the last so rock. Yeah, that was a fire Rakim so, album. So let me ask you this. Don't Sweat the Technique of making the Soul Brother. We thirty years Making later. Let's talk. Making us all now brothers. here's where I'm, I'm, I'm now, now here's out. where here's where we go. This is this this is where it gets real dicey. Gangstar also dropped Daily Operation in ninety two. Yeah, see, uh, and that was a why. Now that album production wise and great rapping, man. Listen, no, come on, come on. That, that wait, come on, come on, come on, Are you saying? The production, daily operations, better than Mecca Soul Brothers? Is that what we're going with? I'm saying if someone wanted to make that case to me, they it's can. a strong they case to me. And I right. can't. Can. You're right. I can't and I that. can't. And there's nothing I can say about it. I mean, the song take it personal itself. Like, you want to talk Go. about my production. Okay. Hold on. Talk, talk. Think about this. Please. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'll put you on the spot. Take it personal or reminisce over you. Dre reminisce over you because of the 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 the, the death of Trouble T. Nostalgic, T-Bone, it's very right? it's very nostalgic, man. Because that song's too nostalgic. Because of the nostalgic of it, but man, take it personal. Yeah, man. It's a hip hop. Do do So listen, Primo's scratching on crazy. We didn't. So um. Remember, Dots Effects came out with Dead Serious, their first album in 92. Yo, my nigga, can, I, can I be real? That's a four-and-a-half yes. strong Mike album to me. I'm going to keep uh, it tall. I, I, I strongly agree with you. And, and let me reel up with you. I love that album. Boy. Dots Effects so had everybody copy them for almost two years after this album. Dropped. Damn. So in Damn, terms of impact, 
You forgot comment? I see niggas slamming her and taking her to the sewer. Come on, man. Come on, man. Wait a minute. Wait a even minute. Though I didn't like, even though I didn't my, like that my, line. My call, I didn't know where you went with that they call. Want but... Yo, yo. Wait, sorry, so, sorry, 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 sorry. Are we going to let Common get away with that, though? Now that we think of it, now that we're old heads now in hip-hop, we let Common get away with that ball. So, I, to, to me, to me, it wasn't it wasn't a diss. It was, nah, it was that's Common just it, saying, I see niggas slamming and taking to the sewer, but I want to take a back. Look yeah. what he said. I see niggas slamming horns. I see niggas slamming her and taking her to the sewer, but I want to take her and back. You know what I took whatever. that? I took that he was shouting like, out Onyx, Onyx and Dr. Fex. I took mm, that as him shouting, I is, is, is talking about Onyx and Dr. Fex. I never I took it that way. I didn't take it as a diss, man. I, 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 took it as a diss. I, I didn't take it as a diss at all. Common is a common is a hip hop. You're gonna defend your boy Common. You love like Common. You're gonna defend Common. Go defend your boy Common. No, that's your man's enough. No, no, he's a yeah, hip hop head. Just like right now. he's a hip hop head, just like me and you. Um, first of all, I love that Sex and Violence album by Boogie Down Production with KRS One. I think KRS One. This was this was like the last Boogie Down Production album before KRS One was like calling himself KRS One on his album. And this album was another album where he had rough, rough. So to say. C.L. Smooth was the MVP of 92, a lot of people can argue with me that he wasn't. I'm just going to say that. Too many classics. No, I agree. I agree. That's a fact. Too many classics. That's a fact. Where everybody, and, That's and, a fact. And, and let me just say this. If you really want to get technical, at the end of 1992, in December, somebody named Dr. J dropped an album called The Chronic. So if people really want to do yeah, man. Yeah. you wilding, yeah. December 15th, 1992, yeah. uh, but because it dropped at the end of December, that album really was hitting in 93. Let's keep it real. The Chronic really blasted yeah. off the whole 93 because it was the last, like, the last two weeks of December. But Nah, but well, hold on. Hold on. Deep know, cover. What year was Deep Cover? What year was Deep Cover? 92, right? Or 91? 92, 92, 92, 92. 92, yeah. 92. Right, 92, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Trey was out here. 92, 92 was a phenomenal year. Remember, we got Runaway Slave. We got Diamond D Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Yes. Come on, man. That's, that's a, a very, year. Yo, so that's a very slept that, on album by Diamond D. That's a very slept on album on the Diamond D album. Is this, about, are, are me and you sleep? Did me and you sleep on it? Nah, 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 nah. Not at all. It's just people not talking about it. Cause let's be real. Yeah. This is we talking about hip hop from twenty eight years ago. I know a lot of y'all are like, what? Jesus Christ. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's an era. That's no. Y'all don't want to battle nobody from that era. Okay. Yeah, all right. Man. All right. So all I'm saying is that the fact that me and you can make a case that CEO Smooth was in the MVP running in '92 speaks but volumes you know what, for how great an MC he is. You gotta go. We, we spoke about them briefly though. Das Effects had a great year in 92, my nigga. Like, das I don't want to just, just sweep. Them niggas das had a mean okay, let's, year. Let's, let's talk about it. A mean das year. Effects might have had the biggest year of 92. Das Effects might huh? have had the... So, das Effects had one of the biggest years of 92. There was another yeah. group that came out of 92 that, that had a super commercially more successful big year, and that was Arrested Development when they had Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. Everyday People. Th- those are big, big commercial super songs. You know what I'm saying? But it's, but people can't front on Das Effects, man. Like, people get at me because I personally listened to more Das Effects than Outkast, and people attack me like I'm crazy. And it's like, yo, let me tell you something, man. Nobody can tell me I'm crazy for the hip-hop I listened to in the 90s, in the early 90s. Nobody can. 
You can't attack me because between 90 and 94, I listened to a lot of hip-hop, and a lot of that hip-hop impacted me. So that mid-90s to the end of the 90s hip-hop doesn't necessarily mean it meant more to me. Dos Effects had a me, huge impact on my life. What year did K-Soul drop? 91. Wait, my mom was in my business. 91. Okay, okay. Yo, K-Solo don't get a lot of love, man. I, can I say something about K-Solo right quick? I know he's 92. I was a big K-Solo guy, man. I'm not. Fugitive is on my... See, niggas will go... Um, so let me ask you a question, I love Fugitive, Let me ask you a question. I'm glad you said that. When did you first hear K-Solo? With, um... What's it? Uh, well, on EPMD joint. EPMD. Oh, so wait. So the first time you heard K-Solo was on EPMD. That's what you're saying? Was that was it unfinished business? Am I tripping? I'm, I know my memory's bad sometimes. I'm getting old now. No, well, it, was, it was unfinished business. Yeah, unfinished business. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. Not, but no, no, was it? Nick, and, or was um. Go ahead, go ahead. And it was on unfinished business, and the song you heard was produced by Eric Sermon. So clearly there was impact there, right? The lyricist, you liked the production, right? Mm-hmm. Did you not like the production? Very much so. I love the production. Okay. Um. So, yeah, once again, we're talking hip-hop, and somehow EPMD finds their way into the conversation when you talk about how much you liked K-Solo. By the way, you're right. The Fugitive, first of all, do we consider The Fugitive a storytelling song? That's a very dope video, very dope song. That takes me back to your own to you ever, man. That's a very dope song, my dude. I know now, K-Solo is just more love for my mom's and my business and everything. And um, the song you have a Red Man on Muddy Waters, I love that song. The back and forth with Red Man and K-Solo on Muddy Waters is crazy. I love that song. Um, but Solo was that guy, man. I can't hold it back. Letterman, he had some joints, fam. Spellbound, Letterman, Spellbound. So, so, so you know, I made a though. tweet. I made a tweet a couple of days ago, and I couldn't believe it had so much traction. I said, if you listened to hip hop between 1986 and 2000, that nothing in the last 20 years of hip hop blows your mind, and a lot mm. of older people in my age group agreed. And just talking to you right now, three, about just 1992, which was 28 years ago in hip-hop, you can just see the the different levels of MCs that were out dropping phenomenal albums. Like, different MCs. Redman's first album. Dwick, Dwick was on Daily Operation, right? Yes. Yes. Yo, my nigga, let me say something right quick, man. Dwick might have been one of the illest songs in 92. It's, it's, it's definitely top five songs for me. Wait, 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 wait. It was, it was, listen. Or top, I could say top three, but I'm going top five. But I could go top three. I could go top three, but I'm going to go top five. But I'm not, it's not a reach by me saying top three. Dwick ran 92. Listen, you know that. It how ran do you feel about 92. How, how do we feel about Google storytelling on X girl to the next girl? I, or his yeah, relationship. Sam, let me be real with you, man. I, that was a very mature joint. That was a very that's one of Google's most mature joints. That and discipline that he did with Total um, on the owner's album. 
But that was a very mature song. I don't think that song gets a lot of love, though. Let's go to the next. That beat was fire, Primo. And Primo scratched it. Yo, Primo was wild. I love X Go to the Next Girl, man. Love that joint. And you know love it. You know one of my favorite Primo beats and favorite guru songs is on this album. And it's called The Soliloquy of Chaos. I thought I like that joint too. And chaos. Sometimes you wonder, like, mm-hmm. what are these dudes thinking about? These are incredible beats. So, yeah, guys, when I said the hip-hop between 86 and 2000, when you lived it, not not just heard it, but lived it the way me and you absorbed yeah, it, experienced yeah. it, we were old enough, think about this, just to really blow y'all up how old we are. Between 86 and 2000, we were old enough to go out and purchase every all the hip-hop we wanted right. during that time period. Even if it was old enough, our right. parents could give us money, and we could go, and we still bought albums. So we were still yeah. purchasing albums through that time. So I'm saying, this is me just talking, three. Nothing in the last 20 years has blown my mind because I lived that 86 to 2000 era of hip-hop. Word. Let me ask you a question. Redman's first three albums, or Marby's first three albums, or Marby's second, third, or fourth album. I can't say first because people think Infamous their first album really wasn't though, but to be fair, I gotta go Infamous, Murder, Murder um, Hell on Earth, and um, Murder Music, Over Dare the Dark Side, um, What the Album, and Muddy Waters. Edge Mob Deep, because I think Mob Deep put out three straight five-mic album classics. Three okay. straight unquestioned five-mic albums. Unquestioned. To me, yeah, it's on question. Like, no one I'm, can tell me. I'm not. No I'm, one, I'm not playing myself going four and a half to be cute. Them joints is five and a half. We're not doing four mics, four and a half. Nah, fam, five mics, man. Sorry, I'm telling you this right now. Young Mob Deep, which is basically Havoc and Prodigy in their early twenties. All these albums were done when they mm-hmm. un, when they were under twenty five years old. Just to really put it in perspective, that three album run to end the 90s mean. is mean. A, one of the greatest three album runs ever. Mean. Another great three album run is a, the, the RZA has a three album run. Well, RZA got a three. RZA's three album run of Cuban Links, Liquid Swords, and Iron Man is another incredible three album run. Yeah. Because yep. the producer. So that run he was on, you know, th- there's some great runs in hip hop. I'm giving Outkast Pseudo. I'm giving Outkast. I'm giving Outkast Southern Playlistic, AT Aliens, and um, Upcoming. I also. What did we think? Oh, Definitely no, that. Dog. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember when I, remember, in 1992, EPMD came out with Business Never Personal. The fourth in his yeah, row of definitely. a classic EPMD, EPMD album. EPMD, 92 was amazing. Yo, my man, when are we going to do 92 mm-hmm. appreciation? I just know what are we doing in 92 appreciation? <laughs> I do feel like we're doing it right now. Shit, what do I say? We're talking about all these old dope joints. Oh my goodness. I think Game, didn't Game have a project called 1992? I think Game had a project. Let me look at yeah, Game had a project called 1992 where he was rapping off mad um, instrumentals, fam, or 92 beats and everything. You know I'm not going to hold you. 38, 38 specials come out of the album called Interstate 95, right? Where he's where he's where yes, he's, he's doing, yeah. aspect right on Twitter. 
He asked yes, about game on Twitter, had, what beat should I pick? Hold on. Game had a game did have a project on nineteen ninety two. That's funny. There though. That's wild. So Spesh Spesh said he's coming out he's coming out with uh album called Interstate ninety five. And he asked everybody he what beat last year. should I rhyme over ninety four, right? What beat should I Marvel rhyme over ninety five? You know what I said? Ones. I said, No, no. I said, Oh, any beat from the infamous Cuban links and liquid swords. That was my answer to that. Yeah, there's certain beats I want to pick Rob off, though. You might pick North Star, some shit like that, on Raycorn shit. I'm not trying to hear rap off North Star. I'm He's sorry. He's not picking that. Man. Yo, by the way, by the way, you can't pick North Star. You can't pick because North Star has a fire beat. can pick North Star. Uh, I don't like North Star be like that, son. I'm not going to hold you bad. I don't want to rap on Parties Over or Marvin's album. Parties Over, no thanks. Were you a fan of Compass Most Wanted, MC8 lead rapper? I didn't get to MC8 till he did his joint on Strong and Society. When he did that joint, Straight Up Menace, that's when I got into MC8. I consider that a five mic song. That's a very much... Five. That's one of the best songs on that sound on the um Menace to Society soundtrack. That's one of the best songs on it. So let me ask you something. That was fire too. I ain't gonna hold you. And people I can see us had a dope joint on Poetic Justice. One in a million. One in a million. Fuck with you, baby. I love that joint. I love that one in a million joint, man. I did too. Love that. Once again, CL Smooth. Once again, CL Smooth. Completely mm-hmm. underrated. And I will just say this. C.O. Smooth's rhyming in 1992 on Making a Soul Brother, I will put it against any album that dropped in the entire decade of the 90s that C.O. Smooth is sitting at the table as a lyricist based on just rhyming ability. C.O. Smooth's rhyming ability on Making a Soul Brother is as good as any MC but you know for what, the though? entire decade of the 90s. He, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad on Main Ingredient, though. He was not bad on main ingredient, rhyming wise either. That was a very that's on a main ingredient. Project. On main ingredient, CL Smooth has one of my favorite songs of all time. I get physical. Take you there. No, take you there. Oh, take you there. Oh, you like take you there? I like I get physical, but I, I, I take I, you there is dope. I though. think take you there is the greatest uh, version of keep rising to the top because you know everybody did rhymed over that beat. Uh, OC mm, yeah, rhymed over it. Dougie mm-hmm. Fresh rhymed over it. Um, that's another nigga I love right there, man. Paradise. That's, but to that's me, another nigga who doesn't get another love. And I want to give him his flowers. I cool. love OC, man. Love OC. OC, man. Time's Up is one of my favorite songs of all time. I OC. love Time's Up. Did you know it was OC? When we when we first was watching Ralph McDonald's video, we saw the video for Fudge Fudge. And we was like, yo, who these dudes standing in Queens? Right? Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. The last dude to rhyme was OC. I didn't realize that was OC. I'm just, I didn't know who it was. I just seen some dude rhyming with organized confusion. And he said his name, and I still didn't know who he was. You know what I'm saying? Man, oh, man. Well, OC yeah, is dope. OC is a criminally, he's a criminally slept on MC. Criminally mm-hmm. slept on. Yo, his verses on that DITC album are, phenom- are some dope ass rhyming, bro. I love that DITC album, also. I ain't gonna hold you. Let me just throw it out there. In '97, I'm gonna I'm gonna playing that and Canvas One 
and a boot camp click. That's the albums I was playing. I'm, the kid just hit me right now. It was Karis one with the um, with the Rapture joint and um, the MC, the MC joint and everything. And I was playing that. And was it Camp Low? No, no, it wasn't Camp Low. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. It wasn't Camp Low yet. Uh, well, I wasn't. Camp Low was talk- in '97. Camp Low was absolutely out in '97. Okay, 97. I'm not. I'm not. See, I, I'm right then, so I know. See, my memory's bad. Then. Yes, I was playing Camp Low. So that's why I said, was it Camp Low? It just hit me right now. I be having visions and shit. I'm now, let me ask you I love Camp Low. Do you think Fredro Fredro Star would consider Camp Low nerd backpack rap? Of course he was. I don't look at I don't look that's at that really as nerd rap either. That's say, really I don't look at that as nerd rap either. That's really disappointing that Fredro Star. Well, let me say something right quick. I don't even look at the Beastie Boys as nerdy rap. I don't even look at them as nerdy rap at all. This is how white boys are giving it up in New York City. This is all they did. You know what I'm saying? You know, album we talked about about earlier. Mm -hmm. The album we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, we're going to have to really... Grand Poobles Real to Real was not a five-mic classic album. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. And he was... At this time, he was a five-mic MC who was arguably the best MC coming out of New York. Like when this album came out, he was that on fire. Between, wasn't he that hot? Like when he dropped, uh, what comes around goes around. The man had this. He had hip hop in chokehold. Well, I'll tell you. No, no I, thought, I would say he had New York City I thought Puba, I thought Puba had the potential to give us an automatic album. That's what I thought. So let me just say this: there was no such thing as automatic then in '92. So I don't even know what. To no, no, no. Compare no, no, no. it to, when, I, when I say that though. When I say that, in the sense of, okay, I know Nomadic is one of the illest albums ever. I'm just comparing that to, I thought Pooba had the potential to have, if he, get, if he can get Pete Rock and Primo and shit like that, he could have an album in the test of times of of, of, of a Redman album, of a Tribe album. Like, he didn't really give us an album that we're like, yo, this is Hall of Fame legendary album shit. He didn't give us I that. Agree, I, I agree with you 100%. I believe. Pooba could not spit a whack verse. I was convinced of it. I thought he could not. I remember he was on a Strictly Business soundtrack, and he did this song, Over Like a Fat Rat, and he rhymed over that. And, you know, he did the song, Check It Out, featuring Mary J. Blige. You remember that song. Right? I like that drink. You remember that, that song, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, But he did, you know, Jabot's hanging back, he'll finger on the top, and I said, we thought he was going to run hip-hop at that point. We thought, wow, this is the next I super. Did. This is it. Grand Poole was running it. And the, and then, let me tell you what happened. And this is my opinion. I thought Redman's album was better than his. I thought Diamond Day's album was better than his. The Chronic was. was better than his. Daily Operation was better than his. Making a Soul Brother was, was better than his. So you got to understand that. that in 92, when he came out, and then all these other albums came out and was just better than his. That kind of threw everything for loop. Like, damn, like you wanted to dope percent. I'm like, you're real. Yeah. That album was like three and a half mics. A light. Three and a half. So, let me tell you what's so crazy about it. I loved the Grand Poopa so much that I just listened to it a lot. Like, it was a five mic <laughs> album, but I knew it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we, yo, you know. Everybody wanted to hear. That's, that's how I felt about cannabis. That's how I felt about cannabis. When cannabis dropping, like, yo, am I forcing myself to like this shit, man? Because this shit is not really that good, man. I'm not going to You know what? That is the perfect, perfect analogy. 
I listened to Cannabis's album as if it was a five mic album, knowing I'm like Channel Zero. Like, uh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you're trying to force yourself to be My like, nigga, this is the greatest I don't thing we've ever heard. So it wasn't. I don't understand how Cannabis didn't deliver on the first album and why the, as everyone in the city knew Cannabis was nice and he didn't get a primo, Pete Rock, a Havoc, like, my nigga, are you Eric Sermon? Are you, like, none of these niggas gave him beats? Nobody. Lost Professor? Are we going to, are we going to blame New York for this? Are we going to blame, are we going to blame New York City for the, for the, for, for this? Or, or, or according to Cannabis, it's why it's why class fall. <laughs> Who we blame? Are we blaming class? Is that what we do? We blaming class? I, I'm, I, I think everyone gets blamed across the board. Watch. I'm not gonna just put on one person. Then everyone, everyone. You can't cannabis, see, white class. Let me tell the you, label. Let, let, let me tell you why. Illmatic, right? It wasn't a commercial success, but universally, everybody in the hip hop industry knew Nas was a special. Rare talent as an MC. Yep. And they said, no, 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 we can't, we can't, you know, we, we're going to do it differently this time because this guy can really rap. Like, you just can't let somebody with this kind of talent somehow just evaporate. So mm-hmm. they put a, a commercial sound to him, but he still had Primo. He still had Havoc. He still had some mm-hmm. LES. And Track Masters gave him some of that commercial feel. And then he came with It Was Written. I cannot believe. After cannabis gave you two years of five mic verses, a scene stealing appearance on the firm album, scene stealing hands down best freestyles on Tony Touch on DJ Clue. Matter of fact, the, the one of the all time greatest DJ Clue tapes of all time is the cannabis freestyle, and then the, after after yeah. he's from East he's rhyming over ninety seven mentality. How you know, how this dude came out of the album and all that shit also. He spit up the artifact shit. I think it was going ape shit on there. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not all reverse. How he came up with an album like this, I, I I can't I can't I don't understand it. I I you need to explain it to me, three, because I can't I can't I can't. My nigga, if that. if you'd have told me Nori's album, Nori's first album would have been better than Cannabis first album, I would have called you a liar. Nori's first album was. Far superior to cannabis. <laughs> I would and not I have. You, I would not have told you that. I would have been like, "Come on, son. If you told me Nori's album is gonna be better than cannabis first album, I'd be like, "Come on, son. You're bugging right now. You're bugging." I expected a capital punishment type of feel. Like I needed one. I thought he can give us one of those. I really thought cannabis was gonna give us something like that. Think about that, man. Cannabis. 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 Big pun. And DMX all dropped in '98. Nori dropped in '98. Three of them were up at Funk Flex rhyming. Can- Cannabis was by far in January of 1998 rhyming with DMX and Noriega, the best MC there. DMX said it. He said it while they're rhyming. He said Cannabis but I agree holds with it that. down forever. I agree with that. He said Cannabis holds it down forever. When DMX was talking. When DMX was talking to Fat Man School, did you see how he was like, cannabis, nice, cannabis, nice. Like, yeah. that's one dude who talked about none of the albums, none of the, he just knows this was a dead nice MC. For cannabis to not drop a classic hip-hop album on us, or a, at least a four-mic album? Yeah, that's bad. Man, I don't know what to say, that's man. That's bad. 
Let me ask you a question. What did you think about his second album when he had the song with Rakim? Yo, I like that song with Rakim, son. I ain't going to hold you. I, I did, too. Like that I did, too. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Wait, would, I'm glad you mentioned that. Would, actually, that song, that's a song. Hold on. That's a song that doesn't get a lot of love. Watch. That song was actually dope, my nigga. I ain't going to hold you. That I, song was I, dope I, with Rakim. I a hundred. I thought I, I thought it was a little bit of a resurgence. I thought it was a resurgence when he did that song with Rock Kim, to be honest with you. I'm not going to front. That song was dope, my nigga. I'm going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. I bought that album with... I was very happy to buy that album. Very happy. Remember when he did 100 bars on that DJ Cool tape? Where he just Killed rapped on 100 that. bars? Killed it. Killed it. Yo, my man. Like, Cannabis is that nigga, son. Back. I thought he was coming back. I thought but he was going to... My nigga, I thought... He was going to be one of the greatest rappers. I thought he was going to be one of the greatest rappers. I thought he was one of the greatest rappers I've heard. I'm going to keep it real. I was, call me reaching at, at that time, being outside, I thought there was nobody iller than that nigga. Nobody. I'm sorry. I nobody. got into, I got into a screaming match with one of my best friends at that time. That cannabis was the greatest MC I've ever heard in my life. That's how I was feeling <laughs> at that moment. I was really feeling, <laughs> like, you got to think about this. You know what, like, you know what people don't understand to me? This was crazy. When we was feeling cannabis as a lyricist, Biggie, Redman, Nas, outside, Mark, outside, Jay outside, they were outside, outside, already dropped their classics. They already dropped their classics, and yet we heard an MC after that, after all of that, who was making Dogs. us question lyricism again. I'll, like thinking, Watch, I'll take wow. it here. I'll take it here. We talk about errors in hip hop, right? And niggas who have buzzes, especially in NYC. We talk about the Wu era. We talk about 50 era, right? Dog, let's not act like cannabis didn't have an era with a one year, a one and a half year stint, maybe two years, where he was top dog. Like the anticipation. We talk about anticipation of albums, dog. The anticipation of cannabis was at an all time high. Like we got it, like for real, son. Like it was really high. And it just didn't it didn't it didn't live up to what we thought it was gonna be. But think kind of about disheartening. history. What we think about what we just said. When we heard cannabis, we thought. So think about y'all. Got to think about this. In 1998, we had already heard Capital Punishment. We we were listening to Pun, and we so still thought cannabis is the best. Of I like cannabis more than Pun at one time. Being early, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did. I'm not. I'm not shitting on Pun saying that. But I was, cannabis to me just, he, like, dog, it was, oh, I can't, it was school facing, it was like, rewinding this nigga, can't believe the shit I'm hearing from this dude. I was on that type of time with cannabis. And I wasn't so like that, that I wasn't like, so I, mean, I really love cannabis, man. So was I. So, so was I. And, but the fact that, you know, the fact that he turned out to be different in his approach to hip-hop changed the perception. And then he started doing a lot of corny stuff. Like, now Cannabis is known as the guy who pulls out a big notepad. Oh, uh, yeah. Disaster. But to me, you, we, we, that, that, don't need, that means nothing to us because we really nah, remember. Means, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I do not put that. I don't know. I don't. That didn't stop me from still saying Cannabis was that dude. Fam, when I listen to Cannabis no, right now in 2020, I go back to some old tapes. This nigga's rapping, man. He's fucking rapping. Cannabis is fire, man. Fire. Fire. He was so dope, man. It's not even funny, man. 
I can't emphasize what how dope you, this guy was, man. So let me ask you something. What were your thoughts? What did you think about Fantastic Four, the first one, and the DJ Cool mixtape with him, Cam, Cam Lockhart, Cam? Oh. Yo, Cam killed that Who shit. Who the hell was the battle? The Cameron killed that shit, man. Yo, Killer Cam <laughs> killed that shit. Isn't that what he said? The whips and chains? All I got is whips and chains? Some shit like that. Yo, Cam was wilding on this, son. Cam, that was a dope-ass song, though, that Fantastic Four. That's another joint no one talks about when they go into the um, collaboration bag of joints. That's another joint that's just fire, man. God, that joint was fire. I like that joint. I like him way more than affirmative. Yo, dog, I do not like affirmative action part two. Can I say that again? I'm sorry, man. That boxy mega... And Nash, <laughs> not fucking with that. This shit is trash, B. Yo, why you saying that, man? That was a firm reunion, man. Produced by Hip Boy. What are we doing with the first affirmative action? Do we hold that high, though, in the collaboration? I, I, do, I do. I, I do. I do. It's not in your top 20. I hold it high. We I did. Hold we it did. We reviewed It Was Written, right? Yes, we did. Okay, I hold that high. No, 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 we did not. Highest wait a minute, no, we didn't. No, we did. No, we did not. Did we? I think we because remember, remember we talked about Fox. Yes, we did. Because remember we talked about Fox. Remember you had to talk about Foxy Brown first, and why you had a yes, problem with it. Yes, yes. With the coach talk, yeah. So we did do that. Yes. We we did. That do was that. cringy, man. Can I be real? That was that's cringy. when. That's when. I, that's when I was like, Nas is Menage just on my yes, every large. Yes, and we did do Nas. It was written a whole hour of it, of course. And we did also had a debate. It was written versus Illmatic, also on the channel. We show Nas a lot of love on the show. People think we hate. You know, it's funny. People think because we don't like King's Disease, we try to issue Nas. And now that I look about it, so we're gonna lie and guys talk on this shit for four years. Are you kidding me? Wait a minute, man. What do you mean <laughs> we didn't like King's Disease? Lost wait, 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 wait. Lost. But tell me, what do you put in like King's Disease? Don't we love the song with Nas and Little Dirk? Don't we love the song with Nas and Fabio Foreman? Don't we love those songs? No. Sorry, <laughs> Nas. Yeah, no. No, man. No. All right, we, we, we give Nas his flowers on the show, man. We did Lost Tapes. We've done a lot of anything Nas dropped. We've talked about, man. Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. No. I didn't like. I didn't like that. Mm-mm. But I ain't gonna front though. What about the cellar dwellers? Were you a big cellar dwellers guy? <laughs> cellar yes, dwellers. I was. Yes, yes, I <laughs> was. Three. All and phantasm. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I was a big, big cellar dwellers fan, and I'll just give you a quick. <laughs> I bought it first. Day. So you remember all the MCs? You remember all the underground MCs used to go to yes. um, Song Barbito show, right? They went up there. When the Knicks were playing the um, when the Knicks were playing the Chicago Bulls, and that was after the game when Scottie Pippen got shut down, and I remember Phantasm was freestyling, and he was like, "Y'all can't score." No, no, it was Ugg. He was like, "Y'all can't score." Like Scottie Pippen in the fourth quarter, like it was fire because mm. he was freestyling. I love the Cellar Dwellers. Let me just tell you, I have both of their first two albums, and I blast them on loud records. And I play I gotta them. Be real. They are my personal album. I and let me just that say this. That perfect match. I think you, that perfect match video was cringy though. To keep it tall. It was it was a low budget cheap video, man. Come on, man. Don't do that. 
You know better. Sometimes. Come on. You know better. That was mad cheesy. It wasn't a good video. Of course. Like that. Uh, come on. I, I was was crazy, when we knew you were the blueprint, we oh, highlighted. God. Remember, when we did the blueprint, we highlighted that every video Jay released was not the best songs on the album for the blueprint. It wasn't. H to the Izzo, girls, girls, girls. Those were every video he released from the Blueprint was nowhere near the best songs on the album. And, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, but I'm gonna tell you this right now, man. I was a big Cellar Dwellers fan, and I saw Ugg. Ugg was nice though. Dead nice. Ugg was nice. Ugg was nice. He wasn't smooth. Ugg was nice, but he was nice though. He was nice. That's another one, man. I love your Swordsman's first album, yo. I don't understand. I don't think niggas understand how much I really like that album. Like that's all. F- I'm going here with it. Let me it, ask man. you a question. Why that's do you a think four I have that half Mike album? Tell me, why do you think I have that album? Why do you think I bought that album? Man, I didn't know you. So what about my? It was a rap. Once you heard Broken Language, it was a rap, man. Once you heard Broken Language, let me tell my brother, my ace, it was a rap. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. I can make a case that Broken Language was the mo- was the MVP song of 1995, and that was the it year was that Liquid Swords came out. Oh. That was that was the year Liquid Swords uh. came out. The, the, the Infamous came out, and then Broken mm. Language to me hit a chord with the rawness and the way they was rhyming. It just it just it, it something clicked at how great that Son. song was. That is it. That is a Hall of Fame. All-time great hip-hop song. This is a one of my cat project. Broken Language, My Brother, My Ace, Hustling, Clocks on Clock, Dollar Bill, y'all, Ding to y'all, so, Dollar Bill, y'all, it's my joint. Dollar, Moves of Hustlers rapping on Dollar Bill, y'all, it's is fire. 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 That is five mic rapping by Smooth Hustlers on Dollar Bill, y'all. Smooth was my guy, man. I, I've been saying that for years. I love Smooth Hustler, man. Love that nigga, man. That once upon a time. Saratoga Ave, boy. Saratoga Ave. Yeah, Saratoga Ave, man. Brownsville, man. Brownsville all day, you know. You know the vibes. Love Smooth, man. Love Smooth Hustler, man. But I don't think niggas have him at the table or Rayquan in them, though. I did in 95, but a lot of niggas didn't, though. 96. I didn't have him at the table. I didn't have him at the table. With Let me tell you something. Man. I bought that Smooth Hustler album and was so happy to have it. I remember how happy I was because I knew I was going to hear Dope MC. Like, you couldn't convince me I was going to hear Ill Dude rapping, and that's what it was. And, and let me tell you something, man. I, yo, why do we not give DV Alias Christ props for his fuck? Yeah, yeah, facts, 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 facts. That's a fact. He did have dope hooks, though. He did have dope hooks. I ain't going to hold you, though. He did. Shit. That's what it is, man. Why take us home, my G? PSA Hip Hop, the home of the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, two-time back-to-back MVP, Steve Kyrie Nash. Ever. You mean, wait a minute, Kyrie every second doesn't have a coach, though. You don't need a coach. Then McKay, you don't need a coach. <laughs> so what he said, what he, what he said, <laughs> when Kyrie weighs off, when Kyrie weighs off Steve Nash to make a play to Kevin Durant and he takes the last shot, what are you going to do, Watts? Well, listen, we have Mike D'Antonio, and he's going to orchestrate yeah. a scheme 
where everybody shoots threes, okay? Steve Nash said, if I had known we would have taken threes, I would have taken more threes in my career if I had known that because I, I could have done it. So they're going to have a nice open-style court. you got Mike D'Antoni implementing an offensive system. He clearly has the scorers. Pay homage to Mr. Canada himself, Steve <laughs> Nash, coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, boy. Oh, God. What do you think about um, what's his name, Matrell Jerez? I put up Matrell. He used to play for the Clippers. Now he went to the Lakers. Staying in the same building, just switching uniforms. That's crazy. This is chestnut checkers. This is warning shots. After your next yeah. move, I'll show you what I got. And he made a check. Nice. Smart move, by the, smart move by the Lakers, though. I'm not going to hold you. That was a smart move by the Lakers, man. Um, Gordon Hayward wants to play with your boy, um, LaMelo Ball. What do you think about Gordon Hayward going to Charlotte? You got that duo, boy. You got that duo. duo. What you going to go do? Hey, what you going to do when nice. you got this Utah fam? What you going to do when you got a six seven version of Ice Tray? Where you got where a you six, get that from? Ice Tray, man. Version of Ice Tray. Uh, I'm not and then you got that. I'm not that. A proven, a proven leader of a team. You watched him lead Utah to the playoffs. You know Gordon Hayward can be the yeah. first option. And we watch him go to Boston and not be a first option or second option. He was a third option behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And the injury, I don't think he's been the same since the injury that he had in Cleveland. He hasn't been the same. I agree. He hasn't been the same. Who do you want? Who do you want Boogie to play for? Boogie, aka in his prime. Dog, I know you like Boogie, Boogie, but I know that Boogie. I know Boogie's your guy, man, but come on. Son. I think he's washed. I think he's washed. Okay. Boogie had this so three Boogie's injury washed. DJ Augustine out here signing three-year deals. DJ Augustine out here signing three-year deals, but Boogie's washed. Boogie's injury prone, Watts. What are you talking about? Your man is injury prone, son. I, 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 can't, I can't take it away. I'm such a Boogie fan. Boy, the NBA. Yeah, I know you are, but is, that, that ship's already sailed, man. He's just not the same uh, anymore, man, bro. Do you have any concerns about Wall thinking he's not better, that, that he, he's <laughs> demanding a trade because he thinks he should be better than uh, uh, Bradley Bill? John Wall, John Wall, come on, son. Bradley Bill's been better than you for a while, dog. You're another one. Bradley Bill coming to the block every day to come out and, and fight with niggas and be on the block, you know, with the, with the savages. You're not here to help your man's out, bro. So what are you mad about the the uh, Wizards franchise organization or front office is leaning more towards Bradley Beal as being a franchise player because he is. You think he averaged like 30 points? Like, come on, Bradley Beal had some dope games last year, son. John Wall, you're not the same anymore, son. Injury prone. It's not your team anymore. It's not even like – I don't know, man. Just let John Wall stay far away from my Knicks. That's all I ask for, please. Now, you want to, now what did I tell you? If you're Bradley Beal, do you feel some type of way, though? The way that John Wall, if it's true that allegedly he doesn't want to be there? It is true. And the reason why, John Wall, you haven't played basketball in 21 months. In those 21 months, you've seen that Bradley Beal is absolutely that guy. And, if, and, and I'm going to keep it real. I would trade. Would you would you trade Westbrook for 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 Wall? 
I would think the the um, Wizards would get a better deal on that though. The Westbrook, I, I'm thinking Westbrook over John Wall, my dude. First off, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable saying that with my chest out, man. It's not even for you. It's so, not even for you, Houston. I think. It's not an even trade. You never can get. You can never get an even trade for a superstar. You know, you always have to be drafted. Right, right. but that yeah. would be the main thing of it because clearly Houston understands that this ain't gonna work no more. The Westbrook Harden. Uh, was a disaster. It was so, and you it knew was. it was going to be a disaster. You knew it. You called it. You were one hundred percent right. I was wrong. Yeah, you were right. I'm wrong. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy Three and Watch. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Fuck with you boys, man. What? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.